Welcome to Epic Moses, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. I will be speaking on the topic of divine purpose. What is divine purpose? Divine purpose means God's intentions or the direction in which God has decided to move. Personal opinion, it is what your mind has figured out as regards anything, whether it is true or not true. Personal opinion is based on mental deductions. These two things usually don't agree. In fact, the greatest enemy of divine purpose is personal opinion. Personal opinion is driven by our conscience. Now what is conscience? Your conscience is one of the functions in the part of your mind called the superconscious mind. It's the part of the mind that is above your consciousness and so you're not really aware of its existence. There is also a subconscious mind which is below your conscience where your natural programming is passed down from your parents and your forebears. This superconscious mind is where seemingly supernatural things like intuition come from. And it's also where we store the details of all the things that we have accepted as true and thereby making judgments and decide whether a thing is good or bad. In fact, the subconscious mind speaks with much authority. Many who say God spoke to them were actually addressed by their own superconscious mind. The superconscious mind doesn't waver. It's always sure of whatever it believes, whether the thing is true or not. It speaks like a God with a small g. In fact, in many ways, it is a God. This is because it, it can have profound effects on a person's life experience. It's that part of the mind that Proverbs 4.23 advised that we keep diligently. Because once it believes the wrong thing, it can drive your life in the wrong direction. That's why most people erroneously think that their conscience is actually God in heaven speaking to them. But hear this, your conscience was trained by you through the things you have given ear to and made to believe. And it's only doing its job by holding you accountable to things you yourself have allowed in there. Now let us look at how personal opinion can be an issue where divine purpose is concerned. The Bible says that when God created the earth, he looked at everything and it was all good. This is in Genesis 1.31. And so God did not create anything to be bad or evil. Always remember that. Evil was not created by God. Then of course came what we all call the fall of man. Now what is this fall of man? Is it simply about eating fruits? Definitely not. The core of it is that man became convinced of the existence of something that God did not create. And because man is a God on this earth, 
everything he believes eventually comes into existence. God said everything is good, but man, through the counsel of what was termed the serpent in that story, believed that there was evil. And that's when evil came into existence on the earth. Men create with their minds and bring into existence with their words and their actions. We are all creators whether we believe it or not. And we also brought into existence every circumstance around us in life with our minds, our words, and our actions. As far as this planet is concerned, devils or the so-called Satan are all non-entities. Nothing they do or say matters at all. Without men, devils are totally powerless. That is why the Bible says that Adam brought sin into the world, not the devil. This is Romans 5.12. Man is in charge of the earth. That is also why the Bible says that God did not name anything on the earth, but Adam did. Earth belongs to man and it will become whatever man makes it. God did not design any houses. He did not design cars. He did not make mobile phones or phones. Neither did he design clothes. God did not pave any roads. He did not build any city. He did not designate any country. These things are all products of our own mind and they stand because we have made it so. Because we have the right to make it so. God made the earth as a raw material, but man created through that raw material. The perceived division between good and evil is also a product of man. As a matter of fact, it is our first product. And having brought it into existence, its influence has multiplied through our race until God himself lamented making man. Now let's get one thing clear. Evil only exists in the heart of men. There is no evil anywhere else. It's the one thing that defiles man, according to Christ. Ever since the idea of evil was introduced into the mind of Adam, man's desire to differentiate between good and evil has been our main problem and it remains our problem till date. This perception of good and bad is also why men find it hard to understand some divine decisions and instructions. For example, the decision that God made by instructing King Saul to kill every Amalekite, I mean including women, children and babies. Imagine that. That sounds very much like the menace of the herdsmen we are now facing in our country Nigeria. Yet. These instructions came from God. How do we reconcile that? Let us also consider our precious salvation. The fact that it is indirectly a product of betrayal. Had Judas not betrayed Christ, we will not be saved today. Now imagine for a second if Judas did not betray Christ. Then Christ would have had to find another way to fulfill his assignment. Let us also consider David, the man after God's own heart, according to the Bible. Now, God loved and honored this man so much, yet 
David killed so many people in his lifetime. And did you know that David had 18 sons from 18 different women? He loved women. Now what about God's choice of Solomon to succeed his father David? Now from a human standpoint, it makes no sense at all. Solomon was the eighth son of David from a woman who became his fifth wife whom David acquired through the vilest of circumstances. He killed her husband before he could take her. Now this is certainly not where a king is supposed to come from if we look at it from human judgment. Yet, God chose Solomon. Now let us consider one thing. Consider what would have happened to anyone who stood against all these things we have just mentioned. Standing against them because they thought it was bad or evil. Will such people not have stood against the purpose of God without even knowing it? Look at what happened to King Saul. He lost his throne for not doing that job properly. He left the king alive and some cows. And Christ called Peter Satan. Why? Because Peter said he will not die. Adonijah lost his life because he tried to take his father's throne by force, seeing that he was the fourth son and Solomon was the eighth son. So he felt he had more rights. Yet God killed him. What is my conclusion? My conclusion is that God is good. And he is the only one who is good. This is what Christ said. Whatever he does is what is good, not our opinion. And no man actually knows what is good or bad without God. Those perceptions are just a product of illusions draped over our minds to color our worldview through errant conclusions reached by our human society. Furthermore, when Moses gave the law to Israel, he was not giving the law to Israel to let them know what is good or bad. But Apostle Paul said that it was meant to function as a schoolmaster to keep the peace pending the coming of the Christ. Please check Galatians 3.24. So now what should we do? The question should never be, is it good or bad? But the question should always be, what is God's the purpose of God is the only thing that really matters. It is the most important force or the most powerful force in the universe. Anyone who stands with the purpose of God must win. And anyone who stands against the purpose of God, whether knowingly or unknowingly, must lose. This is totally regardless of our opinion on the matter or how we feel about what is going on, whether it is good or whether it's bad. A man's conscience can only direct him on the basis of what he has believed, not necessarily the truth. So conscience can itself be a strong force that forges chains to hold a person captive. The Bible says they are strongholds and many Christians are in that very condition today. That's why self-righteous men often get into trouble with God because they presume always to judge everything on the basis of their own perception of good and bad. 
And that's why I feel sorry for people who go on social media making judgments about issues they know nothing about on the basis of their perception of good and evil. Now consider this. When God asked King Saul to kill the Amalekites, the law was already written and it already said, Thou shalt not kill. But God is not under the law. Never forget it. The law was written by men, for men, not for God. Now imagine if King Saul had dared to quote the law back to God, telling him, Oh Lord, I will not do it because the Bible says thou shalt not kill. Don't think that God does not remember scriptures or remember anything. In fact, it is rather insulting to believe that there are things you remember that God does not. God does not need us to remind him. God does not need us to advise him. God does not need personal opinion because we do not know enough. God only requires one thing, obedience to his will and obedience to his purpose. Without these things, nothing can be known as either good or bad by anyone. And so submit yourself to the purpose of God and quit your judgments. Find and follow the purpose of the Almighty God and you will be fine. Thank you very much for listening and God bless you. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.